Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of After School History. I am, as always, your genial host, Anthony J. Eschettino. And for this episode, I decided I wanted to take a little bit of a break from some of the more serious stuff we're talking about. Um, I, I do enjoy indulging in uh, pleasures of the flesh every now and then, as it were. And this past weekend, I had the opportunity to go down to the Food and Wine Festival at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Um, now, I know that this is going to come as a shock to a few people, um, particularly maybe some people who, who know me but not that well come accustomed to me. They think, oh my goodness, how could you, this lion of a man, you know, who's talking about you know, politics and socialism and the economy and, you know, all sorts of stuff. And uh, you're really going to go on It's a Small World, the ride? Uh, yes, yes, I am. I, I enjoy it tremendously. Um, I love Disney for a variety of reasons. I mean, part of it is because um, I had the fortune of being able to go there when I was younger. And so there is that kind of a connection uh, that I have. Um, when I was young, my family uh, and I went to Disney. We stayed at the Polynesian Resort, um, which to this day holds a tremendous um, emotional connection with me. Um, you know, I love it. I, I, would, I love staying there when I get the opportunity. But there's also that bit about Disney. I mean, it's, you know, it bills itself as the happiest place on earth. Now, I know that I'm going to get the haters that are going to come out and be like, oh, screw that. It's all, you know, false. It's a, it's a, you know, it's just all plastic, you know. Um, you know what? Uh, that really depends on how you approach it. Um, I don't think that it is. Um, first of all, everything I've ever seen at Disney, you know, it, it is a place where the people who work there do everything they can the cast members do everything they can to make your wishes come true. They are friendly. They are nice. I mean, any company in the world could really take um, a lesson from Disney World about customer service because, you know, the old saying goes, the customer is always right. Well, with Disney, that's, you know, that's the baseline for everything. Um, and, you know, they're just really wonderful experiences there. And, you know, it, it's, it, does, it does reach out. I mean, there isn't any prejudice. I remember a few years ago when someone, I forget whether it was the American Family Council or something, one of these, you know, faux hate groups that, you know, tries to portray itself as a defender of, you know, American family values. And really all they want to do is condemn gay people and, you know, people who are, quote, sinning according to them, um, you know, and, and are, are not... Uh, you know, Christian at all. Um, you know, these guys remind me of the great Gandhi quote, which I'm I'm sure I've I've quoted before in other podcasts, where you know, they asked Gandhi what he thought of Christianity, and he said, "I I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. They are so very unlike your Christ." And, and I think that in many cases, in the not all, but in many cases, I think that that's true. Um, but you know, I also think that that's very true of most religions. Um, I think that the attempts by individuals to live up to the standards set down, you know, uh, Christians with Christ, Muslims with Muhammad, um, you know, it, 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 
doesn't always hold up, but be that as it may, when one of these groups called on Walt Disney World to stop with their, you know, week of appreciation for uh, LGBTQ characters, uh, individuals, um, you know, Disney was basically like, no, uh, we're not. Um, we're going to continue to value these people. And it was so wonderful to walk around Disney World and to see people uh, wearing the rainbows, people who were, you know, openly out there. Um, that was great. There was no judgment. There was nobody making faces at them. There was nobody saying things to them. Um, even, you know, I, I ran into a couple of people working for Disney, uh, transgender. It was, it was great. There was no, nobody said anything. No one was like, oh, wow, you know, you're transgender. That's great. No, it was just like, oh, wow, you know, uh, here's, you know, what you ordered. Here you go. Have a wonderful day, sir. That was it. And I think that that's part of the whole Disney attitude. Now, one of the things I did notice, and, and I'm a big fan of Epcot. I mean, I love the Magic Kingdom, um, but Epcot is my place because I love science, and I especially love the World Showcase. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to talk about is and I think this is something very important because you know again it's the way that I can tie everything into uh, history geography the social sciences so <clears throat> when I was walking around in Disney and I was going to the different places what I noticed was that each of the pavilions now the pavilions going around if you haven't been to Disney um the world showcase uh is a, a bunch of countries around the lagoon and the countries have you know um they have food that is indigenous to their culture and they have um usually attractions you know you can go in uh, goods that are you know provided for example you know in in the, the the first pavilion if you go in and you go to the left which is the appropriate way to start things uh, those of you who decide to go in and go to the right um you know let me know why you feel that you're right, and I'll let you know why you're wrong. But anyway, you go and you go to the left, you go to Mexico, um, you know, they have a semi-pyramid, uh, and you go in, and they have, you know, it's it's all stuff about the Mexican culture. And, you know, you go in, there are a couple of restaurants, there's a, a quick-serve restaurant, there's a more formal restaurant, um, you know, tequila flights, and, you know, food that is indigenous to Mexico. And then next is Norway, and then you have China, um, and then uh, after that, the next one up is uh, Germany, um, and then you have Italy, and then you have the U.S. experience, and then after that is um, Morocco, and then comes France, and then comes uh, England, and Canada. That's the, uh, the direct order. Now, you might be like, well, Ash, what are you going to have to say about that? And here's what I'm going to have to say about that. I find it very interesting because what we define as a culture in the United States often depends upon who brought the culture here. Now, for example, now I have, I'm of an Italian background. My family has come from Italy, from the South, from, uh, you know, my, my father... His family came from a small town outside of Napoli called Nola, 
um, and and also Calabria, and um, you know also from the Abruzzo region, you know my mother's side of the family. But here's the interesting thing: if you go to the Italian pavilion, right? What do you, what do you know? It's based off of Venice. All of the features are Venetian. Okay, the Doge's Palace, uh, the Tower. You see, everything is kind of Venetian. There's no Colosseum. Um, you know, there's there's no Leaning Tower of Pisa. Um, you know, that's that. Now, the interesting thing though is that when you go to the restaurants, the restaurants are basically all based off of Southern Italian cuisine, Nabilidan cuisine. Okay. And there's a reason for this, and let me explain to you what the reason is. The reason is because when the uh, when the Kingdom of Sardinia was quote reuniting Italy, um, they conquered uh, the Kingdom of the Two Sicilies, and at the time the the capital of the, the Two Sicilies was Naples, Napoli. Now, at that time, Naples was the fourth wealthiest city in Europe. Think about that. In 1870, Naples was the fourth wealthiest city. And it was conquered. And then the, quote, Italians, the Sardinians, basically exported all of the heavy industry from the south to the north, which is why cities like Milan and Bologna and Genoa became these major uh, cities in Italy, why they became these major industrial cities and why they... Uh, you know, the wealth of Italy has always been kind of associated with the northern part. The south has always been seen to be poor. Well, of course they're poor, and they're poor for a reason. They're poor because everything was looted from them, okay, and, and then brought north. Um, but the thing is that because of that, um, tens of thousands of southern Italians left because they were like, well, what are we going to do here? There's, no, there's nothing else. They left and they went to the United States. And that's why if you go to an Italian restaurant in the United States, you're going to find a cuisine that is heavily Southern. You're going to find a cuisine that is based around what we call Nabili Don cuisine, pizza, okay? Raviolis, all of this stuff, it's, it's from the South, all right? And that I find is really interesting because it's not like Southern Italians represent any more percentage of the population than the North, but it's because they were the ones that came over to the United States, and they were the ones that helped define what, quote, Italian culture is and what Italian cuisine is. That's why we have the, the diet the way that it is. I was thinking about this with India the same way uh, the other day, and I was like, well, when someone's, we're going to go out for Indian food. Okay, now those of you listening who are Indian, and I really hope, I, I really want to see, so if you know anyone who's Indian, living, especially in India, send them along the link. I want to see India come up in my feed. I've got Pakistan, I want to see India, okay? We say we're going out for Indian food. Okay, what is Indian food? Is it Punjabi, Gujarati, Telugu? What, what is it? Where, where do we get the Indian food? Because I can tell you, the cuisine of India is radically different if you go from north to south, okay? You end up, you know, I mean, Gujarati cuisine, you end up having cuisine that, you know, you don't even want onions in. Meanwhile, you know, Punjabi will have meat, 
Tagalog will have fish. You know, the southern uh, Indians, it's, it's amazing, you know. But we say, oh, Indian. The same with something like Chinese. You know, to my Chinese uh, family, members of the army from China, you know, um, China is an extremely large and diverse country. The cuisine in China varies radically from one region to the next. But we talk about Chinese food. And that's really a major problem. Um, in the United States, we kind of, we don't want to have to deal with the fact that it's like, oh, Indian food, oh, what type of Indian food? No, 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 never mind. Just call it Indian food, okay? We'll just lump it all in. You don't want to say, well, this is Gujarati. This is Punjabi. Uh, you, you don't want to say, this is uh, Genoese, or this is from the region of the Piedmont in, in Italy. Um, you know, well, it's, it's Italian food. It's much the same. It, you know, the German pavilion um, is Bavarian, okay? It's Bavarian. If you look at it, it's all about Bavaria. And if I'm wrong, please do drop me a note and let me know, but I, I don't believe I am. And the whole culture, the beer culture, there's a very Bavarian thing, the beer gardens, okay? Um, you know, Lederhosen and everything. But is that really all of Germany? I mean, that's part of Germany today, sure, okay? It's part of Germany, and, it, and it's a major part of Germany. But why is that the case? Why is it that that's what they define Germany as? Now, I don't pretend to know some of the other countries um, as well as I do, uh, you know, for example, I don't think that I could talk about the French cuisine and be like, well, this is what French cuisine is. Old. You know, this is a Bordeaux cuisine as opposed to a Parisian. Um, I don't know. But I do know the fact is that we do define, um, you know, cultures on a sort of funny basis because we just want to kind of minimalize everything. You know, we, we don't want to say, well, you know, this is stuff from here and there. I mean, if you're talking about the United States, if you were to say American cuisine, American cuisine varies greatly from the north to the south, from the east to the west. It does, okay? I mean, you know, try going into a diner in New Jersey here. Try going into a restaurant for breakfast in New York City and asking for grits. Go ahead, try it. You won't have any. Yet if you go into the South, uh, that'll be first on the menu, okay? And that's what I'm saying is that, there, you know, cuisines are based upon regions. There are differences within the countries. Um, but what we have in the United States, you know, I always think it's interesting because this is where I live. So I'm just doing an analysis from where I live. You know, we just say, okay, do that. You know, this is Cuban food. Well, from what part of Cuba? Is food different from one region of Cuba to the next? And then why would we just say Cuban food? Couldn't we say this is, you know, Western Cuban food, Eastern Cuban? You know, again, you know, we just, we try and minimize everything. We try and make it as simple as possible. So there's that. Um, the other thing I wanted to comment on, and for the love of God, this is just something that I really, um, I wondered how a lot of these young men and women who work at the pavilions, because they are from the countries that, you know, they talk about. I mean, I went to the Italian pavilion for lunch, and the waiter who was from Rome, he, he told me, he said, your hat reminds me of uh, ACDC. I have a hat that reminded of a Bon Scott and he started talking to me about ACDC. For you youngsters out there, that's a rock band. Um, but, you know, it was great. You know, and he was, oh, I love them. And, you know, we found something. I always try and find something to talk to the people about. I'm like, oh, 
you know, you're from, you're from Napoli, my family's from out there. There's a connection. And I always wonder how they view us. And, you know, unfortunately, I viewed uh, several, several issues of, of some people just being, you know, a little, a little rude. Um, I know I talked about the fact that you didn't get any judgment or anything, but there's a difference between that and just, just being rude. I mean, no please, no thank you. Um, and another thing I will say, and by God, I tell you, <clears throat> there were more people than ever that were on um, the scooters, the, the little rascals, the, the, the cars, whatever you want to call them. And some of them were just, it was because they were really just quite obese. And I mean, it's just, it, it is becoming an epidemic in the United States. Um, we really need to do something about this. Now, I understand some people have issues. Um, you know, it, I understand that not everyone, you know, um, can can be, you know, uh, like model type shape. But I mean, for the love of God, this was just really, it was upsetting to me because, and I mean, some of these people, they just drove with these scooters, like, you know, they ran over your foot if you didn't watch out. Um, and And, you know, to them, I would say, you know, please, for your own health, you know, lose some weight. Um, this is a real problem. And, and, you know, I saw more this year than I've ever seen before, really. And, you know, again, I do wonder what some of these people are going back and saying you know, when they go back to, you know, to Italy or Germany or Mexico. And it's like, oh, God, you know, America is full of a bunch of people who just drive their scooters over your foot if you don't jump out of the way. Um, and then that's really, that's not who they are. Uh, that's not who we are as a country. You know, um, it's, it's really, it's something that I think, I was having a discussion with a colleague of mine the other day, and we were talking about how it's become very fashionable these days to just bash America, you know, especially from within. And, and I will do my fair share of America bashing when I feel that America needs to be called to task about something that we've done. Uh, I think that's our obligation. I think that as Americans, that's our obligation, just the call to task the country. But at the same time, okay, um, I think it's ridiculous to start talking about this country as if there's nothing but bad things, as if we've done nothing good. And, you know, that's, that's something that I think we have to really address. That's basically the subject of another podcast in the future, you know, uh, and I won't get too into it here. So in any case... Um, my advice, if you can, if you can afford to, um, go down to Disney World, especially if you have children. Uh, it's a wonderful time. It's a wonderful place. Um, it's just full of love. And, you know, it, people could say it's plastic and it's fake. You know what? At the end of the day, you know, you can, you can make stuff up about anything. Um, I've never had a bad time at Disney World. I've never had a bad time with the people of Disney. They've always been more than helpful uh, with everything. And, you know, it, it's just, it's fun. It's just, it's, it's, I guess for me, because uh, those of you who know me know that, uh, especially over the last, oh, I don't know, three years, I've become increasingly, you know, really upset about some of the ways that things are going in this country. It is nice every now and then. We do need a break. We do need that, you know, the people are like, well, how can you watch a sport? No, sometimes I just like watching sports because it takes my mind off things. 
I like watching stupid YouTube videos, okay? I like watching uh, comedy. I've begun listening to comedy a lot more, like on the, in the car on my ride. I, I listen to SiriusXM Comedy Channel uh, because I need to have my mind taken off of serious things just for a little. I'll go right back into it, and the majority of my life is spent fighting against uh, inequality, fighting against people that are trying to take advantage of others. Um, that's what I do. But... Uh, you know, it's nice every now and then just for a little to have that, you know, I'm going to just get on a boat and sail around and see a small world after all. Even when you have people behind you, like I did, where you had a a grandmother and a couple of kids, and, you know, we we sailed past the the Italians on gondolas with the Leaning Tower of Peace, and she said, well, what country do you think they're from? And the kids said, Mexico. And the kid said, no, 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 they're from Alabama. Wait, is Florida a country? And I said, my God, I was twitching. I was twitching listening to this. And I said, for the love of God, I've got to go back and redouble my efforts to increase geographical uh, intelligence on my students. So um, for my students that will listen to this over the course of the next day or two or, or week, when you wonder why this coming week you're getting a lot more map uh, questions. You're getting a lot more of an emphasis on maps. Um, this is why, because I won't tolerate this kind of stuff from my students. You know, uh, that the, they would go down there and talk about, you know, how, you know, the, the people wearing, you know, the people in gondolas next to the Leaning Tower of Pisa are Mexicans from Alabama. Okay. Uh, no, I won't have it. In any case, I hope you've enjoyed this. Um, there is an option now with the latest update with Anchor that I can have some music uh, leading in and leading out. I'd always wanted to put a little bit of music leaning in and leading out. Um, one of the major things I wanted to do was Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Um, I'm going to possibly test it out on the next one. Let me know what you think of it. Let me know how it sounds. Um, you know, I would love to be able to directly control when it cuts in and when it cuts out, but I don't know that I'll be able to. So let me know what you think about it. And uh, for all of my students uh, out there listening, thank you so much. For all of my the members of my army, wherever you are out there listening to this, thank you so much for everything. Please forward it over to people. I want to see more. I want to see more people listening to this. I want us to get the message out there. We need to. We need to get a lot of these messages out there, whatever it is. Uh, You know, I've got a bunch of episodes. I mean, this is my 13th episode now uh, that we're coming up on, and I'm really excited about it, and I'm really excited about putting more out there. Um, And, you know, depending on how many hits I get, I may try and up it to two a week. God knows I've got enough stuff to talk about. I would have no problem with that. In any case, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, please stay safe, and um, we will have more to follow. I thank you very much for listening to me. Have a wonderful rest of your week, wherever you are. Bye-bye.